Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan with Great Ministries. We want to welcome you to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for today as we celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. We ask that your word will go forward and that it will not return to you empty, that it will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, my topic is going to be, begin with the end in mind, a Christmas story. Again, today is Jesus' birthday as we celebrate it. And unless someone produces a birth certificate with the exact date, we'll have to use December 25th. Regardless of when he was born and where he was born, the question is, why was he born? Before I answer that question, I'd like to examine the current status of Christmas. In addition to religious protesters challenging the date of Jesus' birth, other controversies have arisen, including outcries about the federal government making Christmas a national holiday, spending taxpayer money on decorations, the prohibition of nativity scenes in public settings. Other objections include the singing of Christmas carols in public school performances. Conservative religious groups have called for the boycotts of major retailers who do not use Christmas in their advertising. Most businesses will be closed Christmas Day, including businesses owned by non-Christians. We celebrate the birthday of the most influential man who ever lived by giving presents to each other. It's Jesus' birthday, but he doesn't get any presents. That's like me inviting you to my birthday party, and you show up, and you give all your presents to the other invitees, and you give me nothing. Materialism is the driving force behind the spending sprees at Christmas. Consumers will often go over budget and place additional purchases on credit cards, adding interest to the items that were already in excess of the allotted allowance. Madison Avenue advertising executives spend millions of dollars on ads designed to get people to spend more. Think about it. One-fifth of the total income of a retailer is generated in November and December. Consumers who place spiritual above the material are said to have a merrier Christmas. And they may have a merrier Christmas in February when the credit card statements come out. Although 70% of the world's population is not Christian, the majority of the world uses the Gregorian calendar, named after Pope Gregory XIII of Rome. His calendar, in 1582, replaced the Julian calendar, named after Julius Caesar, which was introduced in 46 BC. The point is, whether you use the Julian or the Gregorian calendar, Christmas is marked on the calendar, exposing the whole world to Jesus. Again, the title of today's podcast is beginning with the end in mind, a Christmas story. Some of you may recognize that part of the title comes from Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The effect of beginning with the end in mind starts in the Garden of Eden. It has always been God's plan that his greatest creation, man, would live with him forever. But since sin cannot be in the presence of a holy God, Jesus acted as a substitute on our behalf, taking all the sins of mankind to free us from the penalty of sin, which is death. The prediction of Jesus' birth 
sets the stage for answering the question, why was he born? The first prophecy of his coming is found in Genesis 3 and 15, with God finishing the curse on the serpent, saying, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Now here's the name of Jesus that you may not recognize, Head Bruiser. He has other names spoken in prophecy. When God told Abraham that in your seed all nations of the earth shall be blessed, in Genesis 22 and 18, Jesus is the blessed seed of Abraham. In Genesis 49 and 10, a dying Jacob prophesies to his sons. For Judah, he says, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes and to him shall be the obedience of the people. Shiloh was another name for the Messiah, which means he is to be sent. In Numbers 24 and 17, Jesus is called the star out of Jacob and the scepter of Israel. Micah 5 verse 2 predicts, The Messiah will come from Bethlehem, from the tribe of Judah. Later, in Matthew the second chapter, Herod the king asked the chief priests and scribes where Christ should be born, and this is what they quoted. Micah also concludes the verse with, Whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. Jesus has always existed as the second person of the Trinity. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 prophesies, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The government Isaiah refers to is the kingdom of God, run very different from our earthly governments. One of the best examples of prophecy is found in Isaiah 7 and 14, that a virgin will conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. I hope you're starting to see the picture of beginning with the end in mind. The prophecy of the lineage of King David includes Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. Verse 6 continues. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name, by which he will be called, the Lord our righteousness. The gifts of the wise men are prophesied in Psalm 72, verses 9 and 10. Those in the wilderness will bow before him, and his enemies will lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles will bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba will offer gifts. Now fast forward from prophecy to birth, the wise men came to worship Jesus in Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. Please note that there is not a number mentioned as to how many wise men there were. Perhaps people thought there were three wise men because the gifts mentioned were gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Also note in verse 11, the wise men came to the house to worship Jesus. Jesus was born in a manger, but he didn't stay there. So the wise men came and worshipped him 
at the house. Next time you see a manger scene with the wise men present, you know that that was incorrect. Now fast forward 33 years to the cross, where the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, hung, bled, and died. Now you might think that this is the end, but I told you at the beginning of this podcast, God began with the end in mind. Jesus came as a baby boy, grew to manhood, took on my sins and your sins just so that we could live forever with him. That's what God had in mind in the beginning, and that's what he has in mind in the end. So now you know the real story of Christmas, that Jesus came to die for you and I. He paid the price of our sins with his blood. His sacrifice was acceptable to God, and if you'd like to accept his Christmas gift to you, pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for your gift. I accept it, and now I want to live with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, welcome to the family of God. I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church that will continue your education, send your prayer requests as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the Donate button. You may also write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. Merry Christmas, be blessed, and have a great week.